Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thanks so much for joining us. Healthy Matters Underway, presented by Hennepin County Medical Center. Dr. David Hilden is back. Good to see you. Hey, Steve. Good, yeah. to have, good to have you back. I haven't seen you in a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while. Denny Long doesn't take a lot of time off, and we should say Denny Long is doing well. He's on a Good Neighbor tour, and we'll be back next week on the program. Exactly. Denny and I, were both out west. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> my uh, colleague and uh, um, from HCMC, Matt Precker, filling in with you last week. Thanks for filling in for Denny and Matt Precker. Uh, filled in for a COPD last week, and... I uh, hope you uh, all listeners got to meet Matt a little bit. He's just a, simply a great doctor, so I wanted to thank him for doing the show. I was out west just like Denny. Denny's on a good neighbor tour. I was in Alaska. Neat. And, wow, was that an enjoyable trip. That state, it just seems, it's so vastly huge. And I got to see some mountains, got, got to be out on the ocean a little bit, saw just about every huge mammal that you could possibly imagine. And So it's good to be back with you. So thanks a lot to to Matt for filling in. Thanks to you. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. And by the way, we have an open phone show today. Exactly. Uh, You want to call in, here are the numbers, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the emergency room, at HCMC could be busy on the 4th, people fooling around with fireworks. Absolutely. We're going to actually talk about accidental injuries next week on the show with an emergency doctor. But, you know, this uh, the next few days are kind of a risky one for a few yeah. people. Have fun on the 4th, I always say, and but do it safely. And, and if, you're, if you're working around – or not working, but it, maybe you're working, but, but if you're playing with fireworks, uh, do it safely – um, only as they're directed, watch out around children. And um, the big one that my emergency colleagues always mention to me is that alcohol and fireworks don't mix. Neither do alcohol and boating. I was just reading in the paper today that boat accidents are on a pace to be already on a bigger pace than last year, and alcohol often plays a role in that. So we're going to talk about summertime injuries and what we're seeing a lot of in the HCMC emergency department and get some tips from people who are who are right there in the emergency department to help us out with uh, how to stay safe. So um, you'll want to tune in next week for that. And another friendly reminder is people are out at a picnic uh, e- either today or tomorrow or Tuesday on the 4th of July. Sunscreen, sunscreen. I sat in on a show with you and some dermatologists from HCMC, and uh, we, we can't stress that enough. Uh, exactly. Wearing hats, protecting your skin. Right on, Steve. Right on. Absolutely. That'd probably be, in, I would imagine, in the top three tips for this weekend's uh, you know, health tips would be, you know, one would be safety around alcohol, two would be safety around um, fire and fireworks, and the third one would be the sun. And um, yeah, the dermatologist would like us to wear it every day. I'm talking like year round, but certainly when you are out in the sun today, any exposed skin for any length of time should have sunscreen on it. And 
you'll thank yourself a few years down the road when your skin doesn't look like shoe leather and when you don't have skin cancer because those skin cancers are basically preventable. As is, as is um, just aging, skin damage, sun damage in that leathery skin look. And so it's uh, good for your health. It's good. It could uh, not in the form of preventing skin cancer. And it's also good for your look of your body. And, and so um, it's a good yeah. thing to do. It's one of the strongest recommendations I think doctors can make. After quitting smoking, wearing sunscreen might be the least controversial uh, of all the, the, the recommendations that doctors can make. It is almost universally accepted as a good thing to do. Yeah, and skin checks. Uh, I remember that from the dermatology show, and you do that from time to time here on Healthy Matters. Yep. Um, even your regular doctor. Um, yeah, I do it all the time. Physician. Absolutely. Your primary care doctor can check your skin out. Uh, I would do it, especially if you're an outdoorsy kind of person. But everybody should do it every year. Every time you have your physical, somebody should be looking at your skin, not just listening to your heart, not just um, listening to your lungs and doing blood tests. Probably an even more important thing than most blood tests would be to have your skin looked at. Because sometimes you can't see the things. They're often on your back. They're the back of your neck. I know I don't look at the back of my neck very often. I'm not that, not that flexible. And um, so, you know, just have somebody take a look at, is there any mole that's changed? Is there any new little dot or splotch that's changed on your skin? And um, they can do something about it if it's caught early. The majority of little ditzels, that's a medical term, you know, the ditzels you'll see on your skin. I'm kidding. It's not the medical term. And the majority of them are benign. But but a certain percentage of them will not be. And so it's a really good idea to have your skin checked by a professional. All right. Uh, let's get started. An open line show today. And let's uh, open with Steve. Steve and Mate Blake here on the air with Dr. Hilden. Hi, gentlemen. Thank you. Say my uh, wife has an ulcers of the bladder. This has been going on for a year. They've been switching uh, antibiotics on her. And every time one one gets cured, another... Uh, infection comes to play. Uh, we we go to North Memorial. Not that it's a great hospital, but uh, so is HCMC. But uh, we're thinking of going to the Mayo. Uh, we, mm. you know, the, the doctors don't know what to do. Yeah, Steve, are you sure that they're infections? Is that is that what you've been told by the doctors um, that these are your wife's experience infections? Yes, and she she has a pick line as we speak. Uh, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So she's been getting what um, for listeners. What Steve's wife is get has a pick line that stands for peripherally inserted central catheter. In other words, it's a catheter. It's an IV access that's in her arm, probably, and um, you can yeah. be in there for a long period of time. Yeah. So if we know that these are infections, has she been yet to a an infectious disease specialist anywhere? Yes, at North Memorial. Yeah, at North and and yeah. So, what you're suggesting is kind of along the lines of when's it time to ask somebody else? And I think it's time. I think it's reasonable to do what you two are suggesting, you and your wife, and see somebody. And they're they're terrific. I know lots of doctors down in Rochester at Mayo, and they're really good. Um, uh, that's so. I think once you've been a year on a treatment, if you're if you still have questions. It, it's not. There's nothing wrong with going to see somebody else and asking for another opinion. It's not that. A lot of times, people are wondering. Well, it's gonna. It makes it sound like I don't trust my doctors, or what are they gonna think? Who cares? Don't. That doesn't matter. Um, once you've had something for a year, and if you still have questions about it, go see another doctor. It's not that you're not trusting the first one. It's just that hey, maybe another set of eyes would would help out. 
Anyone who has a long-standing infection, of, um, I do recommend seeing an infectious disease doctor, and it sounds like that's what you're doing. The problem um, that we often have is continually treating infections uh, with antibiotics. It just breeds resistance, of the, and, and the bugs aren't susceptible to the antibiotics anymore. So you want a specialist to make sure that they're doing the right antibiotics, they're doing the right course of treatment. And I think that that's a really reasonable thing for you and your wife to do. I'm sorry about, about what she's experienced. That's a bummer. A, a year of infections and needing intravenous antibiotics. The biggest problem with antibiotics now, or at least one of the biggest problems with needing antibiotics over and over, is the, the possibility of secondary infections, particularly in her bowels. The problem of clostridium or, or C. diff is a big deal. And um, when you get intravenous antibiotics, it's 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 not it's not a trivial thing. So I think it's a good move, Steve, actually, to ask for somebody else's opinion. And uh, generally, physicians are not offended if no. someone goes out and seeks another opinion. I'm not, and if they are, that's the their problem. You know, really, come on. You know, if you went to if you had your car and you went to your car shop for a year for kind of the same problem. Um, I I think most people would say, well, that's reasonable to ask a different mechanic what's going on. Now, cars and human bodies are very different, so I don't want to say that those are the same. But at the same time, um, we should it should be a team effort. And sometimes I actually am the one who suggests to patients more often than the other way around, why don't you get someone else's opinion on this? I would appreciate it, actually, to get another opinion. Maybe I'm wrong in what the course of treatment I'm doing. Or maybe I'm not wrong, and we just need re- re- confirmation of that. But it's it's if your doctor is that if if his or her ego is that fragile, I think that's the problem with the doctor, not with you. All right, let's go to Michael in Big Lake. You're on Healthy Matters. Good morning. Good morning. Um, back in April, I had a physical, and my glucose level was one zero one o two, and um, which he said was a little bit high. So I just went in again last week, and um, it was ninety five. But my A1C was at 5.9%, and he said it should be 57 or below. Just wondering what, um, what's your take on those numbers? Well, Michael, I think your doctor's being too aggressive. I think, um, in other words, a little bit cup, cups half empty, if you will. Your numbers are good. Uh, the only number you gave there that was abnormal was so mildly abnormal that I wouldn't even bat an eye, and that was that first glucose of 102. So the, the, what your doctor is concerned with is diabetes or maybe more, more specifically pre-diabetes. And when your fasting blood glucose is between 100 and 125, that's called pre-diabetes. You had that number just once and only by two points at 102. So, yeah, you maybe are at a slight risk of diabetes and you should continue to get it checked. But your other numbers – your, your second repeat measurement of 95 is normal, and the, the hemoglobin A1C of 5.9% is also normal. That is a normal value. Now, it's at the upper end of normal, just like that 102 is at the upper end, but it's normal. And um, we, don't, uh, we don't advocate doing anything um, in terms of treatment yet. You do not have diabetes yet. <laughs> and so you are at slightly increased risk of it because those numbers are at the upper end. But what I would do is just you are clearly in the healthy living recommendation category. In other words, maintain a healthy weight. Do not smoke. Uh, eat a healthy diet if you can. Well, I know you can, so eat a healthy diet. Things like that. Exercise, diet, um, and uh, uh, 
make sure your blood pressure is under control, all these things that are kind of healthy, healthy living kinds of things. And then I would simply have it rechecked. I would probably do it annually and not even much more than that um, because those numbers are just very – most of them are normal. So I think they're being a little aggressive. I would never um, tell people to get your A1C number low into the low fives. Uh, now, if your hemoglobin A1C is 6.5 or higher, you have diabetes. So you're, you're on the upper end. But that's my recommendation is this healthy living. Okay, Michael? All right. Uh, one more quick call, then we'll take a break. Here are the numbers again. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807-81807. Let's bring in Bill next. Bill, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Dr. Hubbard. I've talked to you a few times. I, I appreciate your show. Um, I've got a comment I wanted to make. Um, a few weeks ago, you were talking about how it's better to go to a teaching hospital because, in your opinion, you have kind of better care because uh, you have fresh people coming in. And I wanted to share an experience that I had years ago when I was younger. Have you ever heard of a disorder called a thyroglossal duct cyst? Yeah, I have. It's a yep. Okay. Uh, when I was when I was a teenager, many years ago, I went to a hospital in Shakopee because I had a big lump on the side of my throat, about as big as a almost as big as an orange. I had a real high fever. They got me in. Every doctor did every test in the world. Couldn't figure out what was going on. The next day, I had an intern come in and take a look at it, and they said, by golly, he's got a thyroglossal duct cyst, and they drained it, and that was what it was. Yeah. Well, Bill, I I appreciate your story, and what you do, you do highlight some really good points. Um, uh, a thyro, what you have, the thyroglossal duct cyst is uncommon. It's not common. And most doctors in the course of their lives are never going to see that or they're going to see it rarely. But then you get some intern who's, who's a teaching, at a teaching hospital and, a, and an intern um, is maybe not the most experienced in the world but is smart, smart, smart. They just spent the last four years studying. So, they, so they're thinking a little outside the box. They don't know enough to be cynical. They don't know enough to say, hey, this just – Get over it, get over it, get over it. They say, hey, wonder if this guy's got a thyroglossal duxus, something that most doctors don't see. And so that's it. Your, your point is perfect, Bill. It's a case in point about why um, teaching hospitals are great places to go. Now, I'm not saying the care is always better. Care is great in a lot of different places, including that non-teaching hospitals. But it is one aspect of a hospital. When you have a lot of people looking at you, it's a great place to get your care. There, we have a lot of them in town, the University of Minnesota. HCMC, North Memorial. Um, there's a lot of teaching regions hospital. There are a lot of good ones in town, and I frankly think it's a great place to get care. Hey, Bill, that was a great story. Thanks a lot for for calling in and for being a uh, a regular listener to the show. I really appreciate that, Bill. We have a quick break coming up, and then more healthy matters and open line show today. Doctor David Hilden in studio. The McCarthy Auto World time is seven forty eight. McCarthy Auto World, where you can save 20% off MSRP and select Buick LaCrosses. It is Healthy Matters, Dr. David Hilden in studio. 
internal medicine physician at Hennepin County Medical Center. And by the way, our number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. Let's go to the text line. Yeah, we'll take a couple here. I'll try to be fast because there's a lot. Here's the first one that says, I am concerned about catching my breath if administered meds to increase heart rate. Huh, I'm not exactly sure I know what's going on with that one. Um, to this texture, anytime you're given a medication, if you're having a side effect like shortness of breath, tell your doctor. Um, that shouldn't happen. And if you're getting a side effect, you should tell your doctor. I'm not exactly, I can't be more specific than that because I'm not sure what the texture is getting at there. Um, here's another one that says, please comment. I'm a 64-year-old male, short of breath on stairs or with walking, scheduled for an echo stress test by the end of July. No previous heart issues, history of panic disorder. So um, if you're getting short of breath with exertion, it could be a few things. One, yes, it could be your heart, either heart failure or angina, which is chest pain from blocked coronaries. It could be your lungs. It could be COPD, as we talked about last week on the show. It could be asthma. It could be deconditioning. It could be interstitial lung disease like pulmonary fibrosis. It could be you simply have a cold um, that's, that's lingering or an atypical pneumonia. The point being it could be a lot of things. If you're short of breath while walking, I wouldn't wait a month to have it evaluated. So go to your primary care doctor and rule out the stuff they can rule out immediately, like a chest x-ray. They can get an EKG. They can do some basic blood work, and your doctor can listen to your heart and lungs. If everything looks good there, then, yeah, get a stress test of your heart. That's a reasonable thing to do, and you can wait a few weeks to do that. So you don't have to push that forward, um, most likely. This is all just reading it from a text message. Um, But do see your doctor first for a shortness of breath symptom. Okay, how about this one? I have a sebaceous cyst taking an antibiotic for 10 days. Isn't getting smaller. It's red and inflamed. Um, You probably do not need antibiotics for a sebaceous cyst. So that's the first thing to this texter. It's not an infection. Um, If it's getting red and inflamed, it's probably just inflamed. Um, A sebaceous cyst is a little sac um, uh, that uh, has sebum in it, uh, uh, kind of an oily substance under the skin. Get a dermatologist to cut it out, and that's probably all you need. If it gets secondarily infected, you might need antibiotics. But in and of itself, a sebaceous cyst does not require antibiotics. How about this one? Let's see. To Stevie T for the good doctor. I love that one. That's for you, Stevie. First, um, as we age, why do we bruise so easily on our hands and arms? Do I, do I need to worry? Great show as always. Thank you to that texter. Your skin atrophies as you age. Atrophy is simply the thinning out of your skin, just like a lot of things atrophy. Your muscles atrophy if you don't exercise. They get smaller. Your skin gets thin, and um, the veins in there start to show up. And they start to – things get a little more fragile and it doesn't take much to bruise on your arms. Little teeniest little bump on a edge of a counter can make you bruise or and just under the skin. So that's why it happens more. Your veins are just a teeny bit more fragile. These are just like little teeny venules, little teeny capillaries um, under your skin. It's not like a big, huge vein is cut open. It's just the little things under your skin, and so you bruise more. You don't have to worry about it unless it's really everywhere. Then you might have some kind of bleeding disorder. But if you just get the odd bruise here and there under your thinning skin, that's probably what that is. Here's a question I'm going to read just because I love it, but I have no idea what the answer is. It came in the text line. It says, is leaf lard a healthful fat? 
Okay, folks, I don't have any idea, but I love that question. That'll be the first time in nine years I've been asked about leaf lard. I'll have to look that one up. I don't even know what that is. Um, Anything that has omega-3 oils in it is generally considered a little more healthy, like olive oil. Um, But I don't know. So um, good good question, Texter. There are so many studies, and there's been so much change over the years in – what what's a healthy fat? What what's not healthy? I remember once upon a time, right. butter and whole milk were the worst things you could consume. They're now, coming back, and now it's kind of like, hey, that's probably okay. You know, it is like that. That's the one thing I do say to people: whatever might be healthy today might not be to tomorrow. Yeah. So a good balanced diet. Um, the the I'm a big fan of whole, unprocessed kinds of foods. So in other words, margarine yeah. is not. Healthy. It is a vegetable oil that has been made solid at room temperature. It is not. It's been processed to death. Um, however, butter, although yes, it's a fat, and in moderation, in small, you know, isn't probably so bad. It is a more natural, or I don't, I shouldn't use the word natural. It is a more whole, unprocessed product. Um, so there you go. I don't know about leaf lard, but um, uh, as long as we're eating. I here's here's what I think. Low on the food chain, lean meats, lots of plants, lots of vegetables, um, lots of whole grains and less processed foods. In other words, stay at the perimeter of the grocery store, not the inside. That's what I would do. And uh, it gets back to the old an apple a day. Keeps me away. <laughs> and believe me, if you've seen me, you want to keep me away. Uh, he is back in studio after uh, traveling to Alaska, Dr. David Hilden. It is an open line show. Uh, our phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. We'll take a break for the news. We'll come back with the second half of the programs. Healthy Matters, presented by HCMC. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Denny Long is away. He's on a Good Neighbor tour all is well. He'll be back next week. Dr. David Hilden returns today to the program, and we've had a ton of calls here on our open line show. And, of course, those numbers, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. You want to go to the phone? Yeah, we will go to the phones. Um, uh, thanks to everybody who has called and texted in so far. We have a lot more in the next half of the show. It's been, I uh, just want to, another shout out to my friend Matt Precker, colleague at HCMC, who filled in last week. If you missed last week's show or missed any of the previous shows, or heck, if you just want to be in touch online, go to the blog site. It's at myhealthymatters.org. I haven't put anything on there for the past eight or nine days because I've been out in the boonies of Alaska, <laughs> well, you know, searching for moose by the side of the road and finding several. Um, but uh, so I haven't put a post in the last eight or nine days, but there's 60 or 70 previous posts to look at. You can put a search term in there for cholesterol if you want it, your cholesterol numbers. Or the latest post I did a few um, days ago was about how to keep a healthy weight. And can you keep a healthy weight by exercise alone? And the answer might surprise you a little bit. Um, can you exercise your way to a healthy weight? And and so I did um, some discussion of that on the last post. And you can listen to podcasts of previous shows. So that's at myhealthymatters.org. I also want to let you know about our clinic line. If you need a doctor, and you know, I wanted to highlight this week, we have acupuncturists and chiropractors at HCMC throughout our system. Maybe you uh, are having some chronic pain issues. Maybe you've had some some things that you want to talk about uh, with an acupuncturist. You should consider it. And, and um, if you want to get a hold of one of them, 
It's 612-873-6963. That's 612-873-MYMD. We have both uh, chiropractors and acupuncturists at a number of locations, including our downtown clinic. So check that out at 612-873-6963 or at myhealthymatters.org. I'm glad a grizzly bear didn't find you, know, you because did. there have been bear attacks oh. in some of these parks, and that's scary. I was with my folks and my sister, and we went out for some hikes, and we were doing we were clapping our hands and oh, singing. Sure. So you know, because it, you know, it it is a little bit when you're out in the woods. They are out there, and and you walk on a trail, there'll be a big sign up there in the boonies of Alaska, and it says "Bears active in this area." And it's like, great. What you know? What am I supposed right. to do? You can't climb a tree; they come right up after you. And there have been a couple of grizzly or, or brown. I don't know if they're grizzlies or black bears, but bear accidents, including two deaths in Alaska this mm. month. And so here we are, a bunch of Minnesotans, you know, walking around singing "Hi ho, hi ho!" It's off to work. I go because you don't know what to do. You try to make some noise. So we ended up singing the Seven Dwarfs song, courtesy of my sister Carrie. So there's my it worked, and I made it. We all made it back alive. Yeah. Got a little seasick, but didn't get on the boat, but didn't have any grizzly bear attacks. Uh, We'll have, to do a, we'll have to do a seasickness show at oh, some point. I was on a boat looking for orcas and whales, and indeed we did see those in Resurrection Bay off of uh, Seward, Alaska. And we saw some glaciers, and I could go on and on and on about um, climate and all that um, and the need to listen to the scientists out there. But what the one thing we did have is uh, rough seas. And I've never been seasick this bad my whole life. <laughs> it oh. was unbelievable. The bow of the ship was going under the waves, and... Oh, boy, and there's a, there's a ship with like 150 people on it. It's a boat. It's not a ship, but wow, did I get seasick. So we could do a show on that some point. All right. In the meantime, let's talk to Gene from Stillwater. Hot All right, Gene, uh, you're on Healthy Matters. Good morning. Um, yes. I grew up being told that 140 over 90 was the blood pressure that was to be desired. And now that I'm... In my 70s, I've been told that that's not so anymore, that that's high blood pressure. And so I'm on medication to take my blood pressure down, but I'm wondering what is the highest that your blood pressure goes that you have to be really worried, and what is the lowest that it has to go? Yeah. So what is the pulse rate? Uh, my pulse rate down the medication is down um, at times around 35 yeah, you're probably on a beta blocker. So a couple of those are great questions, Gene, like terrific. We still use the number 140 over 90 as the general rule. Um, uh, we'd like it less than that. It is known that as you get older, your blood pressure rises. That is normal. So often you'll see people who is their blood pressure used to be great and now it's getting older. That is very, very common. But we still use for most people 140 over 90. I'd like it lower. I'd like it 120 over 80. I'd like it 110 over 70. You know, we'd like it lower, but it's okay if it's um, in those 120s, 130s. We don't like it to routinely be much higher than that. Um, so that um, those are – and the top number is your systolic number. The 140, your bottom number is 90. Um, there are some more subtleties to the guidelines, like if you've had a stroke, we let it ride a little higher than that. Um, and there's some other kind of special cases. But as a general rule, that's a good number to think about. If you have diabetes, we'd like it to be even lower still. You asked about a lower number. Most people, that's not the problem, but it sure can be. People's, if, you're, if your numbers are getting really low, if your blood pressure is 85 over 60, it's probably too low. You're dizzy and passing out. 
Um, so uh, it's usually less of a problem to be low. But if you're below 100 on that top number and your bottom number is you know, below 60, it's pretty low. Um, and you're probably getting too much medication. The number that concerns me a teeny bit is your heart rate. You said it's 35. That is without a doubt very low. Normal's between 60 and 100. I would love it if the whole world had a heart rate of 60. That's a perfect number. Um, once a second, because think of how many seconds in your life your heart has to beat. Wouldn't you rather do it 60 times a minute, not 100 times a minute? <laughs> um, they, uh, but that is the normal range, 60 to 100. It is possible to have a lower heart rate and be healthy. Most Olympic athletes and marathon runners, their heart rates are in the 40s. That's because their hearts are so strong, they don't have to beat very often. Their, their hearts are supplying enough blood to the body, even beating 45 times a minute. But I'm not sure you're a marathon runner. It doesn't sound like it and, and, and because most of us aren't. And, and 35 is probably pathologically low. In other words, abnormally low. It could be due to the medication you're taking because many blood pressure medicines lower the heart rate. But it could be just that your heart is beating too slowly. Those are all treatable, though. You don't have to worry. Um, you can treat a low heart rate um, with either changing your medications or with the pacemakers. So they're very treatable. Uh, it, so my, my message to Eugene is to go to your doctor and have things evaluated. Tell them your heart rate's only 35 and have that looked at. If your heart rate is 35 and you're not having a single symptom in the world, it's not so concerning. We usually don't do as much about it, but that's pretty low for most adults. And so most of your doctors are going to adjust your medications to make sure your heart rate goes up a teeny bit. All right, to the phones again, let's bring in Lynn. Lynn, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Hi, we have an 89-year-old uncle that we are helping to care for, and in the last few weeks he's been complaining about abdominal discomfort and kind of a pressure, and he's unable to sleep on his left side because of that, and just wondering if you would have any idea what what this could be or who, who we should see. Lynn, how long has he had it? Pro- um, a few weeks, just a few weeks. Yeah. Does he have any other symptoms like problems with his bowels, uh, diarrhea, constipation, well, you blood? Know what, what's happening is he'll get constipated and then he will take laxatives and then he has diarrhea. So, um, yeah. you know, that's been a problem. Could that could that be related? It could be. Um, it, it, now, if he's not having like what we'd call unstable things like a fever that's very high or a heart rate that's racing or if he's not sweating uncontrollably or he's not having blood in his stool, you know, uh, then, then I don't think it's an emergency. Okay. But it, it, in the absence of those, there does seem to be – then it might be something that's a little less emergent but still something wrong. It could be as simple as his bowel function. Okay. Um, that's a possibility. And um, so if he's not ha- – I would try um, – to keep the bowels regular, a daily bowel movement would be a great thing. That's not always easy to achieve. Sometimes you're having too many and some days not at all. Okay. So, so perhaps something like a, a little cup of prune juice every day to keep things regular or a very gentle laxative to keep things regular and um, try to have one a day and, um, so there's not like massive diarrhea. In the absence of that, then I would if, – if that isn't it, if that doesn't solve things, then I would go in and have some imaging done, maybe an x-ray of his belly to make sure there's not anything else that a little bit more severe that we're missing. All right, quick break. We have more with uh, Dr. David Hilton on Healthy Matters brought to you by HCMC, Hennepin County Medical Center. Uh, we have some more calls and texts lined up, and we'll get to those in a moment here on the CCO.
It is Healthy Matters presented by Hennepin County Medical Center. Dr. David Hilden is in studio today. Good to see him. By the way, Denny Long returns next week. Let's go to the text line. I'll take a few of them here. One of them says, Dr. H, are you taking new patients? I'm sorry I'm not. I'm, I'm a little bit stretched, a little too thin, so I'm not currently taking new patients. Sorry. There are a couple of texters who have... Um, uh, uh, Clued me in on what leaf lard is. It says, FYI, leaf lard is the highest grade of lard. It is rendered pork fat, has nothing to do with leaves. Another person says, leaf lard is a very fine internal fat from a hog. I love you, listeners. That's fantastic that somebody was able to help me out with that. Um, uh, in Knowing what I know, that it's from an animal product, um, a very fine internal fat, I would say that as, I, I don't know anything about it, um, but as fats go, it sounds like something I would be more open to than something like a processed margarine. I'll look into that one though, but if it's you know if it's from an animal product that um it sounds to me like it might be something I'd be more open to. Um so thanks um thanks listeners for that. Here's one that says uh next week I'm getting a blood test to check my A1C in preparation for that blood test a 12-hour fast is necessary. I've had blood tests for glucose level and had to, and I've had to fast for that. So you do not need to fast for a hemoglobin A1C. That that is an average of your blood sugars over three months, and you do not need to fast for a A1C. You do need to fast for a fasting glucose test. Those are different. But if they're getting an A1C, you do not need to. What is vascular atherosclerotic disease? Well, it's too early in the morning for me to say it, for one thing. <laughs> um, atherosclerosis is the medical term for hardening of the arteries from cholesterol and the like. It's a very large topic, but it's, um, that's what that term means, and I think I might have to leave it at that in the, in the, in the um, interest of time. Here's one um, said, good morning, doctor, and welcome back. Thank you. I have had a stent put in January of 2015, and my current levels of cholesterol are 165 total, 87 triglycerides, and 41 HDLs, down from 51 since I've been on a cholesterol medicine. LDL is about 200. Do you consider these levels to be healthy? Uh, no, not if you have a stent. If your LDL is 200, that's way too high. Um, I would get it down with a bigger dose of a cholesterol medicine. Your L HDL of 41 is on the borderline. I would prefer that to be higher. But the main thing for this texture, if you have coronary disease because you have a stent in place, I don't know if this number is accurate because they say their current level is 165 total, which sounds good. But then they said their LDL is 200. That's almost impossible that your LDL is that high. I'd, ra I'd rather your LDL be less than 100. Somewhere around 70 would be good. Um, so that's what you you want it closer to seventy if you have cholesterol. And patients. statins do a good job. At statins that. do a good job of that. They're not without their problems. Some people get muscle aches and pains, but they are the best way, the best evidence based proven way to um, to make you live longer if you have coronary disease. So that is a very good thing to do. Do we have any time any longer? Yeah, I, I think we have time to uh, squeeze in a uh, call or two before we say goodbye. Uh, let's bring in Jerry. Jerry, you're on the air. Yeah, thanks. I uh, appreciate your show. Say, uh, in regard to cholesterol, um, I've been uh, on Liptor Simbastin for better part of 20 years. Uh, my cholesterol is in that uh, 230 to 250 range. Uh, but, and, and, and the, uh, the medication does help. But, the doctors tell me it's quite interesting. I have a very good to almost excellent, they said, ratio of good cholesterol to uh, bad cholesterol. It's uh, like a four and a half to one. 
just your thoughts on on uh, the high cholesterol versus the exceptionally good ratio. Absolutely. Um, great question, Jerry. So some people who have high total cholesterols, it's only high because your good cholesterol is so high. So that's why we break it down into the numbers. And, that, and so if your HDL or good cholesterol is high enough, usually over – 45, 50, 55, that it makes that ratio also very favorable. That is protective. So that is a great thing. And then I don't worry about a cholesterol of 200 or 230 if, you're, if it's because your HDL is so good. Now, if your HDL is 28, there's almost no way that uh, that's healthy. So, um, so the problem is getting that ratio better is hard to do. Statins do a little bit, but they don't do very much for your, your good cholesterol. They only bring down the bad cholesterol. So we don't have good things to do other than um, uh, uh, eating healthy fats, exercise, exercise, exercise. Um, if you are uh, so inclined, uh, a glass of red wine might help. Um, that raises a little bit. So, yes, it's protective to have a good ratio. All right, we are out of time. What are some of those great resources, website, et cetera? Absolutely, Steve. Thank you. Um, check us out um, if you need a doctor, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a dermatologist, an allergist, a pulmonologist, you name it. We got it at our downtown or our neighborhood clinics at HCMC. Um, check us out at 612-873-6963. That's 612 873 my MD, and I do encourage everybody to go to the website myhealthymatters.org. Space is in there. Just put the word "my" in front of Healthy Matters. Myhealthymatters.org. You might want to subscribe by email. Stay in touch. Listen to podcasts of old shows um, in an abbreviated format on your phone, your computer, whenever you want. So that's at myhealthymatters.org. Great to see you, and have a great fourth. Thanks a lot, Steve. Happy 4th and safe 4th to everybody out there. There he is, Dr. David Hilton, Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin County Medical Center on CCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.